This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway. Supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza, sliceonbroadway.com. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at sidekickmediaservices.com. Live from the Sorgatron Media Studio in the Beachview neighborhood of Pittsburgh, PA, it is the Awesome Cast episode <laughs> 385. And it's on the Get Geeky, Get Techie with you. I'm Mike Sorgat, Sorgatron, the Twitter video producer, podcaster, and the light content creator here in the Pittsburgh area. And coming at us from Studio C, it is John Chichilla. He's a gadget guru. Whoops. From uh, Big Bank International Esquire. And from Dormont, Pittsburgh. And from Dormont, Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, Dormont, PA. Dormont, PA. Outside of well, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Outside of Pittsburgh. Yes, yes. Um, I, it's funny because I do have somebody coming in here who is an Esquire uh, later oh, in the yeah? night for the other show. So Very nice. Yes, and he's got a giant gavel. <laughs> Does he bring it with him everywhere he goes? <laughs> yeah, apparently he keeps it in his trunk. It's, it gets it from a website where you, where you can just get big props. So there was a request, and he's just like, oh, it's always with me. He's just, okay. <laughs> Anyways, this is the Awesome Cast. Uh, we talk technology and geeky things from a Pittsburgh state of mind. You can check us out at awesomecast.com, including our interviews, just like uh, the extended interview with our, our friend from uh, 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 Jack from last uh, from du- Duolingo last week. Um, he we did a great awesome chat with him with his backstory. It's a really surprising one. Um, it was really cool. Uh, so go check that out and other interviews that we have going on as well over there at awesomecast.com. Please subscribe to Awesomecast on the iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Google Music podcast as well as video versions on the youtube and facebook page and we're live here every tuesday on the facebook page uh at live.sorgatron i'm sorry live.awesomecast.net i'll give you a shortcut to our video page at 7 p.m eastern time thanks to our streaming partners rivers that has us rebroadcasting saturday mornings at 9 a.m and also brand new we just had the first one this past weekend river talk we're having an awesome thing of the month every third sunday We'll see how that allows for my schedule, but ideally, every third Sunday, I want to be over there on River Talk uh, with that. If you go over to RiversEdgePGH.com and click on the River Talk, it's the one where they're talking about horny deer <laughs> in Mount Lebanon. And you might be familiar with that, Chilla. I don't. I've never heard that. I didn't hear that show, but I'll have to, I'll have to scour the internet. Watch out, so you can learn about the horny deer just over the border in Mount Lebanon, because I know you're not very far from that. No, I, can, I think I can throw a baseball and hit Mount Lebanon. Or a horny deer. Uh, also, or thanks to deer. our other streaming partners, the405media.com, that have been uh, playing us at 9 a.m. Pacific time, noon Eastern, over there on their network. And thank you to our Patreon supporters at the Coffee Club $5 level. He's going to get the gold of us talking about uh, Windows 10 upgrades and the issues I've been having with them. Uh, Matt Weller, Matt underscore Weller on the Twitter. And at the dollar fan of the show level, Matt Fedor. Or, um, no, I'm, I'm screwing up names. Michael Fedor. Jeez, there's a lot of Michaels and Matts in my life right now. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, my brother. Uh, Michael Fedor show 
uh, Mike Vidor show on the Twitter. Uh, so thank you to those guys who, for supporting the show and literally helping keep the lights on here in the studio. Patreon.com slash awesomecast. If you would also like to contribute, if you're digging the awesomeness that's happening here. Chilla, it is time for your awesome thing of the week. So my awesome thing of the week um, is not necessarily a specific item or not. It's pretty much an action that the UK and England have have taken. Um, and I thought it was a pretty we, – we talk a lot about rural areas and the Nebraska effect and – or what we have deemed as the Nebraska effect. The, yeah, um, well, yeah, which I, I did go to Nebraska, and the internet was actually quite fine there. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, it's something that also plagues England. So what the government has started to do is they've reached out to the National Church Institutions, okay. the NCIs, of the Church of England and the government, and they're going to work together. And it's, it's ultimately up to each church-owned property. But they're asking that they become a site for digital infrastructure to help improve broadband, mobile, Wi-Fi access, et cetera, for rural communities. And, and, and I thought this was a, a really good idea. Um, obviously, there's money that can go back into um, the network of churches. Um, they can use it for their own communications. I, I just thought this was an interesting way to use existing structures to help expand connectivity. And looks um, like they're, they're, they're attaching 4G to these, like the, to the towers and everything. Yeah, like they can build a, what, they, what they call it, like a mini-mast or something like that yeah. to, to kind of create and extend existing um, networks. And the, the Church of England has over 16,000 buildings and 12,500 parishes. Um Nearly two-thirds of those are situated in rural areas. And, and when you think about, I mean, obviously, they I mean, they, they have electricity running to them. They have the ability to communicate today. So bringing that communication out to people in those rural areas, to me, just makes sense. And I, I mean, there's so many places around here where, you know, there's dead spots and there's this or that. It would be interesting to see, I, I would hope that, even places like Pittsburgh could almost take a, a chapter out of this book. You look at you you look at uh, PGH Mesh and, and things of that nature. But using these existing structures, making a partnership, helping each other out, I, I just I just think this is a, a really good opportunity. Obviously, England has figured it out, so hopefully the U.S. can too. Or we'll just make a mess out of it. Who knows? Well, you know, in the end, now where it'll become illegal and, uh, I don't know, separation of church and, and internet, I guess, uh, <laughs> in this case. Uh, yeah, no, I, I feel like, well, when there's several states where you can't do this, uh, you know, in a community manner. Uh, I, I'd be curious about that. Um, who's who's deploying this? Is it, like, like, is the government reaching out to them, you said? The government's reaching out to them. Interesting. I mean, it, it, you know, good use of uh, the buildings that are already there. So, um, I mean, in, in the in the interest of uh, community service, I could see that being a big thing as well. I mean, I would see, like, even a pit mesh sort of situation kind of reaching out uh, for the churches <laughs> in rural areas, too. Because, I mean, like, we, we visited recently, honest, talking technology with a church in uh, in West Virginia. And it's one of those that it's a it's a small church. It's a it's a small church by a picturesque creek, by the way. And uh, <laughs> but then there's like it, it's like 
it's that, and then there's a few homes across the street, right? So, like, there's literally, like, a small community right there with the church. And I don't know if just that, that community goes to that church or, or what the case may be there. But, like, that church could serve that community right there, right? Um, mm-hmm. with, with something like this. So it would be interesting to see um, how that works out. To, to, to me, it's just a great opportunity, and hopefully – I'm interested to see how it plays out um, in England. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I said, I, for as many places as I see even just miniature dead spots and whatnot, but, are, but can visually see a church within the same vicinity, I could just definitely see good use coming out of this if there can be some kind of agreement. Absolutely. So uh, my awesome thing of the week, um, I actually had the opportunity to be on, on the uh, gig for – uh, Social Justice Innovation Weekend uh, over at Repair the World. Uh, this is the second one I've been a part of. Uh, last last year's was very good. And again, it's kind of that startup weekend concept that we talked about. Uh, I've done a lot of the streams for those over the last couple of years where everybody meets, pitches, pitches their ideas, and the top maybe six of them, I think in this case, um, get to move on, try to, and people can join their team and help them like, kind of jam on a project over the weekend, right? You know, doing you doing a little bit of the uh, you know the background uh, work around it and everything. Well, uh, they said there was another one this past weekend uh, over the holiday weekend, and uh, it was it was uh, great to be a part of that as well. Pretty cool cool group in there, and some interesting ideas and some other kinds of ideas, I guess. Uh, but the uh, top three that won. Uh, one right here, if you're watching the video, Pinhole, I believe, we came in at number three. They're looking to help deploy photography for uh, for uh, um, uh, school-age kids and everything and, and helping communities there. Um, there was another one. The winner was actually involving, get, get this, Chilla, 360, um, like uh, 360 photos. Um, the idea mm-hmm. of going to certain neighborhoods and taking 360 photos and help with immersiveness and uh, the, the um, you know, cardboard VR headsets and things like that. Uh, and deploying them in the libraries. Turns out there was a uh, one library they went to. Apparently, they were trying to roll out some kind of 360 um, situation, and she had a gear, uh, the gear 360, uh, when mm-hmm. she was given her presentation in the front of the room as well. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And uh, the other one that came up, less techy, but also very interesting. Um, it was uh, they had some story about how they were at a bar, and there was uh, there was some guy like coming up to their group and kind of challenging the one guy in the group and making things just just all kinds of uncomfortable, right? And it ended up being in, uh, when they tried to leave, there was an incident outside. But, you know, the bar wouldn't help them or no way would escort them out. Like the, the, the employees wouldn't help, right? Um, so it's kind of a verification system to say, hey, this is a safe bar and we'll keep you hanging and, and, and things like that. Um, so it was pretty cool. Again, the videos over on the Repair the World uh, Facebook page. You can see the uh, presentations and uh, the winners being announced and everything. Um, definitely worth looking at, and you never know where these gonna are gonna go. Um, the winner won fifteen hundred dollars, and uh, it was a it was a pretty cool event. So, the, so the so raise the bar. So was that one? Yeah, raise the bar like was a, number two. Yes, it was the was it like a. Almost like a Yelp, but from like a Yelp for safety? Yeah, it was Yelp, and they, they kind of verified the bars and everything, too. So, um, yeah, so yeah, it was kind of like a Yelp for safety, I think, in the long run. There, this is not a new concept. I think there's uh, Washington, D.C. has a few, um, a few like these, uh, and I think I'm finding it. Oh, 
so yeah, so they, so they're just looking to deploy something similar here in in Pittsburgh. That's a that's a really cool idea. Um, another one I, worth mentioning, Behavior. I think I've mentioned them here on the show before. Um, these guys that were looking to uh, develop, they they actually won last year's um, Social Justice Innovation Weekend, and I've seen them actually present also at uh, an AI. Uh, weekend uh, prize uh, situation as well. Uh, they're looking to use AI in an app to help see people that are, um, you know, uh, uh, relapsing uh, for whatever, you know, drugs and uh, that they're trying to come back from, right? Uh, to the point mm-hmm. where it's keeping your, your, an eye on your stuff from your wearables, like, you know, maybe my Pebble is, you know, has the heart rate and everything like that. And it knows the patterns of, oh, hey, something is happening. You're stressed. This is what happens before you usually go back to the old behaviors, right? And it can mm-hmm. give you things like, you know, give you option to go call EMS, go to a hospital, um, get a certain message that you know will pull you out of it, you know, things like that, and kind of develop that and, and help you out over time. Um, really interesting, especially since, you know, we, we do work with some uh, behavioral health around here and, and uh, uh, drug and alcohol uh, um, um, counseling um, clients as well. Uh, so I've, I've seen a little bit of this conversation for a good while. So uh, that's behavior. That's with an AI in the middle of it, of course. And uh, I think they, they might be working out of a sender, if I'm not mistaken. And they presented as well, or that was just the one from last year? Yeah, they did. I know they're, they they're, were there for last year, but I, I didn't catch what they... Uh, they they, present- they presented kind of an update of how how they've been since last year. Okay. Uh, since they were the winners and just say, you know, how far along they've gone and uh, the, the things that they've been doing and, and you know, what the, what the thing was. So, you know, again, something for all the new people that have, um, you know, their presentations this time, you know, hey, here's somebody who won last time and this is how far they've taken it. So pretty cool. And the winner won uh, $1,500 and uh, you can check that over Repair the World Pittsburgh's uh, Facebook page. So, I sometimes just need to repair my hungry stomach, Chilla. Oh, I, I feel you on that one. And I did so earlier after a long drive today with the lifts with the lifts out there getting all the people safely to their destination on this fine fine day. And uh dropped by to our good friend Slice on Broadway. Uh check them out at sliceonbroadway.com right here in Beachview, the OG, the original, as well as Carnegie PA, PNC Park, and East Liberty. Uh they're getting all around town delivering delicious pizzaness to everybody. Please, uh, uh the multiple time, multiple time pizza, Pittsburgh pizza of the year. Thank you to them for supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. PGH underscore slice on the Twitter as well as uh, Slice on Broadway on the Instagrams and over on the Facebook as well. Tell them the awesome cast sent you, Chilla. I know you do. Oh, I do every time. Yes. You know what they need to do? They need to create like some kind of physical patch that you can buy for for not too expensive, right? But just like a little circular patch, almost like a, a, a Boy Scout badge, where you can go to each each slice around Pittsburgh and you could get that slices patch and you could collect them all. You want to collect them all? You want to do the slice world tour? Is that what's going on here? There you go. I want to do the slice world tour. There you go. Somebody told you slice crawl. Missy, can you tweet slice this idea? And uh, (laughs) we'll see if they can, uh, we can help them implement it. Uh, The free ideas uh, from our ads right here. So 
Uh, and want to take a moment to say what's up to everybody that's uh, popping in the chat room. What's up, Amanda? What's up, Steve? Our friends from Bold Pittsburgh and Bold Sports. What's up, uh, Jamie here in the neighborhood, I believe. And everybody else has been dropping in throughout the afternoon. Even you, Bobby Cherry. We love you. Um, <laughs> we do love that he invited um, our producer to watch the video that we're producing uh on facebook <laughs> so that was a blast uh thank you for that so uh anyways so let's get let's get back into some of the stories here let's stay with the uh local focus for a moment i think i got one more here <coughs> as that caught up with me excuse me this is when i had earmarked just in case uh we had time on uh on the awesome thing of the month here uh, this was featured in Next Pittsburgh, and I'm going to sneak a drink here in a moment. Uh, the, the, this new app makes West Homestead smokestacks a symbol of good health. So this is, uh, you know, one of those jams with CMU and uh, one of these local uh, coding programs that escaped me because it's right here in the article. Um, but uh, basically, they're, they're, they're putting out an app, and <laughs> they're going to light up the smokestacks and, uh, and, and give give uh updates of of local runners goals on those smokestacks in homestead those really cool ones when you drive down when you're going down to lowe's for your movie or you're doing your costco run uh so uh that was a pretty cool integration they had going on there uh, so it's it's, it's it's interesting so the there's an interactive component that the project's individuals' achievements on achievements on the smokestacks from the former homestead steelworks, the waterfront, blah, 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 blah. The more steps walkers take, the brighter, brighter the display gets. Didn't we do something like this downtown on the golf building where it lit up based on Instagram moods? And I think it did. Yeah, they, they did that for a weekend. Right, right. Uh, I really like this idea. The, the interest, what, what I'd like to see is, can, and, and and I apologize because I didn't read this ahead of time. Can anyone sign up for this? So this is the, the, the right now they they have a prototype, um, but they they had the prototype in December for Let's Walk, a socially networked mobile app designed to help uh, West Homestead rep- residents find neighborhood walking partners, map their routes, and count steps. So this app is a very and that's why we're focusing on something like the towers down there in Homestead and in, in the, at the waterfront, because this is a very localized, hey, let's get everybody in the area out and moving, right? So where's Beach Fuse? <laughs> what are we going to what are we, we going to light up up here? Is we have it, Slice is it, on Broadway. We, do, we have Slice on Broadway, which is the anti-walk app. Um, but uh, <laughs> maybe that's the cheat day app, right? But, uh, you know, what? I just keep shining. I, know, I think I'll shine things on the T <laughs> as it goes by, like the one just did over here, uh, or something. They're they're gonna love. Pat's gonna love that. I, no, I think this is. I think this is a great idea, and I'd like to see this come to a number of neighborhoods. I mean, I could I could say the same thing, right? Where's Dormont's? Um, but no, I, I really like this idea, and I feel like it gets people in the community out and talking and and, and working together. I I don't know. I I hope more comes of this and they almost make it where you can kind of adapt this to any kind of display or, or whatever. Yeah. We don't really have like that one individual landmark, not, not in the broad scale of those smokestacks down there. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel for our respective neighborhoods, right. We just kind of exist on the side or top of a hill and that's maybe about it. Uh, but it, it, I thought that was a really cool one um, that they're working on there. Um, and, uh, also, uh, speaking of, 
my transition falling off the rails. Um, a couple quick things here. Uh, Riz, Riz, I keep see I kept seeing this pop up in my Facebook, and I kept avoiding it because it just seemed too weird. Um, and and I'm sad that Katie has is not here for this one. She misses all the good ones. She doesn't bring the cool. Pornhub story of the week she's in, and then she misses something like this, like a man who hopes to father the children, uh, his fathered children with his sex robot. Yeah, okay. Um, so I, I was reading some of this article and trying to avoid the pictures. Um, apparently, uh, he will soon procreate with uh, Samantha, his sex robot, by using a 3D printer to combine the pair's unique treats into a brain. Uh, and through the brain of their robot child, um, and, and and it kind of and this is from the Daily D- D- Days Dispatch, and I don't know how how hard hitting of news this one is, uh, is it, but they do end with the the note of the. However, a British scientist said human robot hybrids could come into fruition sooner than we think. Um, isn't, isn't that how Terminator Genesis? Yeah, started kind of. <laughs> kind of something in the doctor and timey wimey and whatnot, right? Um, but uh, y- yeah, so so I mean, I'm sure somebody at CMU already did this, but uh, <laughs> what well, are they? They're not really. I no, don't even know how. No, to... he's saying. Oh, so he's saying he's basically they're not reproducing. No, they're three D no, printing. No, they're three D printing. It's it's an auto- it's kind of an autonomous thing outside of them um he's probably going to take you know those apps where you take a person like like they take the pictures of you and your spouse you mash them together and that's what your kid's going to look like Mm -hmm. basically i think what he's going to do is that in 3d for for child robot i don't know i don't know this but this is this is something that's out there um and not the weirdest thing i've heard with sex robots either so (laughs) wow anyways uh, a man no, is all- wheels. Wheels's item has me excited. It does. Well, first I wanted to get to the chat. Sorry for that. Um, uh, Amanda's saying about the the uh, Homestead smokestacks. It's the same concept as the Batman symbol on the Highmark building. Remember that? Was that like I remember them putting it up there? But I don't think didn't... there was anything else to it. And yeah, then- it wasn't like it lit up more or. Did something different based on something, did it? And good news. She also points out good news for some of you out there. There is also now a male sex robot. So that's a thing. Have fun with that. In more Uh, ways than one. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I walked right into that one, didn't I? Uh, Anyways. Uh, no, no. So wheels. Uh, you you said you were looking at wheels as a uh, thing. Now we've yeah, seen this actually, before. We've seen versions of this before. So we saw this built into a laptop. And remember that laptop got stolen from what CES? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two years ago. So wasn't it Razor Razor's Edge or whatever? It had the multiple multiple screen laptop layout. Now this is an attachment thing. Like in in the image that they're showing is basically a three screen display attached to a MacBook Pro. From the looks of it, right? Uh, you know, where it kind of it's got wings hanging off the side. It comes in uh, uh, 13, 15, and seventeen inch full HD uh, 1080 displays and uh, runs on a single USB three, USB C port, or two USB two ports, and uses Display Link to power graphics. Um, I, I would pay this 
serious thought. You, of course you would. Of course you well, would. Well, no, and, and I mean, I don't know if you still use things like duet display or anything like that. From time to time. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I become much more highly productive with a second monitor. Three monitors is sometimes pushing it for me, but in a business mm-hmm. setting, a lot of times that third monitor is either like a pin board or like a holding spot for things I want to get to today, mm-hmm. but don't need immediate attention. So they, it's kind of like that file folder, digital file folder bin. Just throw that conversation off to the side, throw that Word document that's in progress off to the side. I know that until that screen's empty, I'm not going home, but it, it kind of gives me that that tertiary. And, and the two monitors, I'm juggling constantly back and forth so i don't know the, the way this the what impressed me about this was they kind of came up with a way to magnetically attach it to the back of the existing monitor so you can slide it on and off the device it folds out and can actually be folded all the way around where i like that is if you were doing some kind of demo or sales presentation and your client was sitting across the table from you. Um, we've seen a lot where like the, the yoga from Lenovo kind of the device folds all the way flat so you can both see it, but it's upside down to one person. To me, this, you can give them exactly what you want them to see and you can keep, you know, you can keep the PowerPoint notes on your side and then show them the PowerPoint kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I just see this as a very valuable device. The one thing, and I watched the video over and over again, but I did not see a price. (laughs) I didn't either. This feels like a CES sort of situation where it's uh, kind of been shown off a little bit. Maybe it's not rolling out. I don't think I even see all release data. The next web was uh, the the ones that had the article. Uh, they They said it was on the floor of CES this year. And I don't think it gave anything else. No, it doesn't really give anything else for... In the future, the company plans to make a gaming version. Um, I found a site over here, yourslide.com. Yourslide.com. Um, and and Less Slide, less L-E Slide uh, is the name of it. Yeah, I guess. and it's 100 pounds. What? Or, wait, order now and get 100 pounds. Oh, okay. Price, starting from 349 pounds. Yourslide.com? Yes. This article was not good about giving this information out. Yeah, it was all the way at the bottom. Oh, was it? Yeah. Was it hanging out down there? Yeah, it here. depends. Yeah, it looks like it depends on Ooh. what you're actually getting is the material it's made out of. Because you can get full green leather, Ooh. or you can get plastic, colored plastic. Now it um, looks like it's not necessarily released yet because it yeah, you can you make a deposit on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, because it says uh about 11,460 people have already ordered. Um okay. Let's see. A first review by last. Oh, there is yeah, there's that wood grain version. That looks pretty nice. 80 pound deposit. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, um, it, it's like they're kind of uh, internally kickstartering themselves. Slide enjoy is is the name of it. Uh, uh, well, that seems to go along with one of our earlier stories. Uh, but anyways, hey Jilla, here's something local that's happening that uh, we've mentioned here before. Something really cool happened. Hey, Millville's really Millville's the place lately, isn't it? 
Um, it's always got, the place. They got cool beer things happening. Our friends at River's Edge are hanging out over there. And, of course, on May 12th, 2018, they are going to have the Millvale Music Festival Part two, uh, the second one, uh, these guys, uh, you know, it was a great thing that they had set up. It took over the town and uh, just had so much music going on. They got a lot of fundraisers going on as well. So keep an eye on their calendar uh, for that. I know they had a Groundhog's Day party uh, earlier this month in the Millvale. I think they've been doing some stuff at, um, say, Hambones as well. Yeah. Uh, on their Facebook page, there are different events that are popping up. Uh, I think Tim Batulo, I believe is his name, was playing a, a show last night at one of the local bars that, that acts as one of the Here venues. Um, uh, actually, this Saturday, February 24th, down at Howard's Pub on uh, 142 Grant Avenue, they're doing a guest bartender, uh, Perry Reese at Howard's. Uh, so you can do that. These are all fundraisers for the event. It's a community event. And uh, something really good for a really good community that's happening over there. Go support them. So support Millvale, the Millvale Music Fest, and support just just local music in general. I've been uh, I was rocking the River's Edge all afternoon actually as I was uh, driving around town, and uh, it's really cool. It's it, it's a nice mix. Sometimes it gets a little country on me, uh, but it was a really nice mix today, uh, and really cool to you know know that it, it's some good stuff on there, Chilla. Like some really good local stuff. And it's not going to be that same stuff over and over again. Like even if you're using like certain channels on like Google Music, right? Uh, it's, it's it's pretty cool with that. So I'll, I'll have to give that a whirl at work because uh, I've been playing around a lot with the uh, Apple Music Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I agree with you. You know, it always you get the repeats or you get the same music kind of over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And these guys are always in their catalog. So it's been, I think they're programming it pretty good so far. Um, I, I, I think uh, you should refer to it though, as like volume two, like the mixtape volume two from guardians of the galaxy for the, for there the, you go. For the second. Well, Mi- Missy can take that to the rest of the community. And I guess this partial disclaimer, psychic media services is a sponsor of the event. Do we have to disclose that? I don't think we necessarily have no, it, but it's, it's not a bad own, Nobody needs I mean, to know it's that technically kind details. of an ad, so it, it, it works <laughs> out. So, Chilla! Let's see. We, we touched a little bit on the video gaming this with that monitor and everything. You're excited about um, something that's being re-released. Yes, so um, Nintendo and Capcom have announced that they're re-releasing Mega Man to Switch um, customers Starting in May, I think it's May 22nd to the date, um, you will be able to, for a mere $15, you'll be able to get the first six Mega Man games um, with some additional, uh, I think, music and art and whatnot. <clears throat> and then shortly thereafter, um, you'll be able to get the second uh, set for 20 bucks via digital download and it'll be the remaining uh seven through ten uh primarily from the super nintendo area era um both nine and ten will have will have eight bit bit retro throwbacks which i thought was pretty cool yep. this is super exciting to me because i feel like nintendo has this amazing amazing catalog of of retro content mm-hmm. that people are obviously still interested in I mean, I, I see where you're at in uh, Mario Run Remix. Um, 
you're ridiculously far in that. <laughs> I love um, that game. I realize I'm like like on the last like level of that. It looks like it was like, oh, I need to slow down because I want to have more to play. So yeah. So, so but I feel like they had they they could do a lot with this. Um, what I thought was interesting about this too was. So the first collection is $15, and the mm-hmm. second is 20 yeah, But The second one includes newer games. Like, they're not just 8-bit ones. No, no, they're 16 no, no. and 32. The, yeah, not just that. So so key, let's, let's run a tally, right? Both collections together are $35. Either way, it's a steal. You're getting, like, tw- but 11 games. You, yes, but if you order the download code for the second set when you buy the first set, you can get them both for 40 bucks. Wait, what? <laughs> that so sounds like set, some Nintendo math there. <laughs> so the first set is 15, the second set is 20. If you buy them together on launch... They gotta be giving you something extra. You get a cleaning cloth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a 30th oh, yeah. anniversary cleaning the cloth. The 30th anniversary cleaning cloth. Well, it's for, it's for your, your Switch, right? You need a cleaning cloth for your Switch because it's mobile, right? I guess... Uh, no, that's good. So, so Nintendo um, loves re re releasing their retro content on the virtual console, and this is outside the virtual console. Like, this is an independent release, right? So, that's so that this I mean, is from that's, Capcom, I think. Yeah, that's the other thing because these these legacy collections have been available on Steam and Xbox and you know different iterations of Xbox. So that's not new. So keep that in mind too. But but no, and I think you're seeing a lot of these. You're seeing that. You're seeing HD HD remakes of even PlayStation three games or two games or whatnot. Um, so so this makes sense. I'm sad more of the Mega Man games haven't made it onto the iPhone. Um, Mega Man X and Mega Man Two had, but I'd love to see like a legacy collection on there. And, and maybe hope, hopefully, if this goes well, they'll continue to just spread that out. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, man, uh, there's been there's been collections of these original games for Mega Man since like at least the PlayStation Two. When we're going to be getting what is it, uh, Mario Kart Four? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's by year end, but we'll be getting Mario Kart Tour on. On iOS and Android, so yeah. that should be. So I mean, and, and plus look at all the Sega stuff that's been going on as well um, on on mobile too. Um, I, I download a lot of those, especially the Sega Genesis ones. I just go ahead and pay the two bucks to get rid of ads because you <laughs> yeah. know even on like Shinobi or oh geez, I don't even know what else on here anymore. I just know I have a ton of them. Where are they? I swear they're all on here. Oh, there they are. I put them on the front page. Hello. Like all the Sonic games, like and they have like random stuff like eSWAT and. Beyond Oasis and Decapa something uh, like it's it's really really random, but man, Crazy Taxi is where it's at. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Chilla, I want to tell you about my box. Your boss? No, no, my box. Oh, your box. My box. I got. A, I you know I was I was getting some new equipment for uh, some of the switching stuff we were doing. And um, there's, I opened it up and I saw a, a listing for a steam engine on the inner flap. And, and this is what I saw. Oh, the steam engine assembly instructions, place box on floor, carefully place conductor in box, choo-choo noises. 
Yeah, I, I didn't get this out of my next box that I got from them. And there's a hashtag more than a box on here. Um, uh, uh, Bobby Cherry says his prime box the other day had an outline of a cat face for kids to play with. Um, I, I suggested adult supervision when cutting it out, so I haven't. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of a fun thing they're doing um, when you're buying your soap and technology through uh, Amazon these days. So, um, hey, make it most out of those things. I mean, we've seen after so many years, you'll see like Despicable Me was advertised on the tape of your. Uh, actually, there were ones that were just like the big eyeball of the meat, the the um, Minion? minions on, on the side of it when you got your boxes, too. I wonder. So I saw something about uh, it was like Black Panther sitting. In some Amazon box, and I wonder if they did. Did something with with them, I don't know. Maybe it's possible. I mean, it's, it's, it's a perfect place for promotion. It's, you know, I mean, how many people are receiving these boxes? Uh, so that's kind of the perfect thing for them. So, uh, Chile, have you been watching the Olympics? Uh, I watched some of the downhill skiing. I saw earlier that um, what was on when I came up. Gymnastics was on, which I think is actually pretty fun and cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw some of the snowboarding i think i haven't caught so, that. i'm not one of those diehards that comes home every day and leaves it on eight hours no, at a time no. and, and i was excited that curling was on when i was at uh, some restaurant uh, about a week ago um <laughs> but uh so uh apparently not only was the winter olympics happening in uh in south korea right now just a, a little bit of ways uh there's also the robot skiing olympics with the little chubby robots and ski gear uh, doing their thing. Uh, yeah, they they had a robot skiing event where um, these robots would were, you know, set up to, uh, uh, you know, ski through the pylons and, and set up to, you know, try to sense those and see if they could uh, compensate for that. Um, they're very, they are very low. <laughs> they are very low. It looks like they're maybe about three feet tall uh, from the looks of it. Um, kind of a cool chubby Johnny Five uh, kind of situation. <laughs> Apparently no breaks because you because the people had to catch them at the end. <laughs> <laughs> they can't figure out how to turn the skis together to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, apparently not entirely. Um, just just they were just making them move. Um, in the, in the, the person they're interviewing here that was just on the the video was like, yeah, so they wouldn't let us uh, uh, let them participate in the Olympics, so we had our own <laughs> event. So. So there you go. Robot Robot Olympics are a thing, and we'll see if they'll uh, have a chance to compete coming up here in 2022 at the next Winter Olympics uh, when that goes down. Isn't this the kind of thing that happens at CMU during spring break? Don't they have crazy competitions? They do. They do. But they have crazy. I don't know what they're doing with robots these days, but I know they, and as it was described to me by a student at CMU, um they they create kind of these carts like like derby cars and mm-hmm. uh and and they get the smallest person person uh in it which is usually you know uh, you know small small women in it uh, uh that they're the classmates and then and they race them so that's what they do for the week off that's they don't they don't actually get spring break because they're all coding during spring break so this is a thing that happens closer to finals is they get this week where they just do where they create stuff um because that's what geeks do and that's why 
they have their own sex robots at CMU. Purely speculation. <laughs> um, but anyways, at least they're not having... Like, well, you know, there's a new facility at CMU that's supposed to be opening soon. I, I saw an article about that, and I've been passing the construction pretty regularly over there in, uh, in Oakland. But uh, hopefully they don't have the, uh, the problem that Apple's employees have where <laughs> the new headquarters, um, it appears that, that the employees have been running into the glass walls at the new Apple headquarters. This is the spaceship, the big glass spaceship. You may have seen pictures of it online. And uh, yeah, apparently people are just walking right into the walls. It's not just the birds we have to worry about, you guys. <laughs> well, that's actually what I was going to bring up. Have we talked about the birds at the steel building downtown? USX Plaza. I don't know if we have on this show, but I know we discussed this a little bit, haven't we? Because you can walk, if you go to the upper lobby and you look around because the first two floors are just all glass, Mm -hmm. you can see like birds that have just, like it's like the wingspan, like, ah, um, where they've (laughs) smacked into the glass. And they're they're these prints that they leave. some of them live and some of them unfortunately don't, but it's, it's a big, to me, it's a, it's a bigger problem than you would think. I, that's what I'm amazed with. I'm amazed that they don't have a cleaning crew 24 by seven walking around the spaceship to make sure the glass stays meticulously clean. Hmm. Cause you, cause you, you have to tell me that the person that runs into the glass and they have their nose print there doesn't run over and grab Windex and clean it all off. Right. I mean, hmm. It, it, I'm interested to see just what the cleaning team has to do to keep up with this place. Now you got worried. All you, the people bashing you, into it. Now you got me worried because I've had this smudge that I've needed to clean here in the in the front uh, window, and I'm, I'm worried that it was a bird. Uh, it's just bird poo. <laughs> it's just that's, bird poo. Okay, yeah. it maybe it pooped when it hit it. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, what? Hey, uh, Chilla, was this you or was this uh, producer Missy that dropped this Amazon story in here? Oh, that was producer Missy. I just producer saw it Missy. From PG. Yeah. So what's going on with the Amazon uh, uh, South Side? What I didn't know was Amazon was on the South Side. Uh, apparently, they're adding to. Uh, they're doing an expansion on the South Side to add 125 jobs. There you go. Well, not to add 125. 125 jobs it will add 125 jobs so so despite us getting the uh hq2 or not um this is uh you know they're they're they are here and expanding yes so it's interesting that you brought up about the uh the hq2 option because does this mean that we're out of contention for hq2 if they're just expanding there i think this has nothing to do with any of that stuff i think it's just something that they're they're doing um um, or are they setting the ground for hq2 in the south side i think they're just generally expanding and this is a good town for them to be in so i mean they are right across the river from cmu and in in all the schools right well it's interesting too because it's it's adding 125 jobs in the fields that include machine translation and speech science, which go figure it's in the South side works, which is geographically desirable to the CMU crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't understand is, is there already an office over there? I know they have fulfillment centers around Pittsburgh. I think one's where mod cloth is or used to be. I'm not sure. Yes. I think they're still over there. I, I think they're still um, over there. Yeah. Like over over in, where I think there's a FedEx distribution center or yep. UPS distribution center over there too. Um, not anywhere geographically near Sydney street in the South side. So I'm interested. 
if they're adding 125 jobs, to me, that in, says that there's already an existing building or office area over there. They, they, so, well, they, yeah, they must have some offices in those. I mean, there's there's been turnover, and, and it's not like they have a, everybody has a giant sign. All I know of that's over there is like American Eagle. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's... Who knows who has a presence? I mean, everybody has a small office here between Google, between Microsoft, Apple, all have at least some kind of small office in the area. Uh, so it makes sense that Amazon, with their tech side, has things too, right? And actually, mm-hmm. I mean, there was uh, at one point I did pick up a group of people. I guess they were kind of uh, uh, recruiting at CMU. And I had a, call, a car, carload of people. They were from Seattle, from Amazon. And they were talking about whether they had Echoes. Because they were you know, giving out Echoes to all the kids as, as the give bag thing, right? Because that's what you do when you're Amazon. You're just like, hey, want an Echo? Want an Echo? Um, so, yeah, it's, it completely makes sense that they're already here and looking to expand on that side of things. So, I mean, remember, they're a tech company, too. So, it's, it's not just a, you know, fulfillment. Um, although the fulfillment, fulfillment's been interesting. Have you noticed the, the um, I don't know if we talked about this on the show. Have you noticed, A, the, the um, I think there's more next day. And then there's um, there's pickup lockers. The, there's one in Oakland. But then now every every Whole Foods is now a pickup locker for Amazon. Yeah, Doug. Yes, I, I, did, I think uh, Spoon may have posted a picture of one. Yeah, yeah, you said... Yeah, he was he was all excited about it when it came mm-hmm. like when it was announced they were getting it, and almost to the point I think he might have sent himself something just so he could go to one just of those lockers. Now every time I've looked at it, it depends on what you order. Some things will pop up the next day at no additional cost, but some things are the same like two day thing. Now I have not also picked up anything like like ordered something in the morning to see if I could get it that very same day. Um, Steve is saying, uh, what kind of additionally, Steve's saying in the chat room, he, he saw in the noon, the noon news, uh, they were putting an office and tech center to work on, uh, on, uh, stuff like, uh, Alexa and pr- improve the tech side. So going back to that bit. So, um, as it is, so, so either way, Amazon owns a lot of real estate now in the greater Pittsburgh area. Thanks to Whole Foods. So maybe they're just working out the back in the meantime. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with that play, and I I have not tried the the pickup. I, where I would personally use that if if there was a something that I would order that would be rather on the expensive side, mm-hmm. and I don't want it just left on my porch all day long. Um, that would be where I would use that type of service. Absolutely. Hey, want to give a shout out to uh, some uh, friends that are geeks of a different kind. Our friends at Comic Book Pit. Um, you know, we're all tech friends, nerds and geeks over here, but of course we, I mean, look at my shirt right now. I'm completely, um, sporting the chibi Marvel, uh, shirt, uh, today because that's just how I roll. Uh, and I, I mentioned, I, I forget if it was on the show or off, but, uh, just recently I hit up the library and finally got the, the DC rebirth, uh, Batman books and starting to read some of those and see if I like them. Cause I'm really not sure because I'm tired of reboots all the time with comic books. <laughs> Um, and also, you know, having that time to actually read anything is another 
ordeal as well. But these guys have inspired me. Uh, these guys are now recording here in Sorgatron Media Studios and uh, getting that uh, quality up there. A uh, long-time podcast uh, in the Pittsburgh area. Guys that have uh, made uh, uh, comic books, uh, guys that are talking about all the TV shows. They completely spoil me on where Flash is because I'm not caught up and probably never will be at this point. Um, but uh, it's really cool to have them in here and geeking out over comic books and everything. Uh, so go check them out. Comicbookpit.com at their new website. Uh, recently redone and uh please subscribe to them and are also included on the sorgatron media master feed if you're on there uh to get your geek app action there too so um let's see we got a couple more stories we can fit in here chilla um why don't you tell me do do i swipe do i swipe am i swiping left on this what's going on here so if you remember back in the day and i mean this dates back a decent amount of time 2011 Mm -hmm. um actually prior to 2011 because nuance bought swipe in 2011 um do you remember the old keyboard on android yeah swipe I remember trying this when I got my Nexus 7. And they, then they, uh, Nuance bought them. People leased the technology. People copied the technology. Mm-hmm. To me, this was practically the, one of the driving factors of iOS getting third-party keyboards. Um, and it was the technology where you could kind of swipe across with your thumb across the letters um, and it would figure out which letters you kind of paused or or hit and then move to the next letter on. Um, and it would it would punch that out. I know a lot of people that were huge fans of swipe. Mm-hmm. I, I had the swipe keyboard for a minute. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I'll just go back to thumb tapping. I, I don't know. <laughs> so swipe has announced today, though, that they're they're discontinuing their keyboard. Oh, no. Um, and the, this is the last version, and they're going to move to to business to business sales. The interesting thing is, is I was in someone's BMW, which they they um, they commented on here. Wait, 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 wait! Name dropping. I was in someone's BMW the other day. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't name drop. I you, just said I was. In you car name BMW. dropped. I heard that. I car. I car dropped. Yeah, you car dropped and this. They have it built into the the BMW on-screen display. Now, not that I type things out very often on my in-dash display on my on the car. That is one place I would actually think to use it because it's a lot bigger. I'm trying to, to quickly tap in the keyboards bigger than my hand kind of conversation versus I can, I can get to every key with my thumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's going to be their new target market is to go business to business sales. So, so it's business to business sales of the keyboard, I, or licensing the technology. Yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, they're just discontinuing. They're no longer going to develop the keyboard app. Hmm. And there, there's plenty of knockoffs out there. I mean, and everyone else has adapted it into their typical keyboard. So, is there really a need for them to continue? How 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 much further can you develop this concept? Right. Right. Um. But I just thought it was interesting and to the point that they're going to go business to business. Yeah. Chilla, have you played with the robot toys over at uh, at the Apple store lately? Like the Sphero ones? Yeah, like Sphero. There's a bunch of them now. 
Uh, Gadget was showing one off this week. Um, it's a Jurassic, a Mattel's Jurassic World Dinobots. Dinobots? That sounds like something else from somebody else <laughs> makes. Anyways, uh, but no, it's a robot. It's it, I mean, it's kind of angular, and it's a little bit of um, um, the. And they had a little bit of STEM stuff added in this, like some learn the programming things on your uh, tablet. And of course, you know, there's an app, and it's going to interface with it, and and you can program it to do things like uh, they were saying. You could make it run across the run across the floor, and then stop, roar, and its eyes will change color. Like things like that, like sequences like that, right? Uh, they were mm-hmm. showing it looks like it's kind of you can take parts of it apart, uh, uh, so kids can kind of learn how they work and everything. You know, kind of more of this educational thing. It, it's uh, one of them is uh, the blue, the raptor um, um, uh, from from uh, Jurassic World. You know, the, the friendly raptor, blue, the friendly <laughs> raptor. Even when there's little clicky things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, oh, is this? And I didn't realize. I don't think I got this far in the video. It looks like they they do have a fl- yes, a drone flying pterodactyl. What well, is terrifying? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, but uh, no, that, that that's awesome. And uh, some, I think, lower end. You know, probably a little less expensive than usual. They're they're about sixty dollars each. The drone uh, pterodactyl will cost you about a hundred and twenty dollars. Uh, so some really cool kind of technological tie-ins to uh, the Jurassic World movies coming out here uh, this summer. So to, to me, these are super exciting. And from the looks of that layout on that the, the iPad there, um, it's going to allow you to kind of do a bunch of different things, to your point, kind of create some macros or little, little mini programs, probably via drag and drop and whatnot. And that's the one thing that's really interesting to, to me on on these types of of tech toys, I guess you could call them, is the ability to um, build them up, kind of reprogram them, and then recreate different things. So, and I'll, I'll to paint this picture, right? So we have the BB-8 Sphero droid, and it's neat, and you can control it, and you can move it around. Um, and it can do a bunch of different things, and you can draw patterns on on your on your iPhone or iPad, and you can kind of get it to, to follow a pattern and whatnot. Um, but then we have the R2-D2, I think it's the little bits set, where you can actually dismantle R2, completely reconfigure him in a different kind of way, take his his parts and use them for other things and, and kind of re- rebuild him in a completely different way. This is where I really see this kind of thing going, not just a remote control type toy, but kind of getting that, that STEM concept going. It's the way to go. It's the way to go. Uh, we've been talking a lot about SpaceX. I talked about it on the river talk. Uh, awesome thing of the month. Cause really what's more awesome than the guy in the, in the, in the Tesla in space, right? That's still like my, my in studio screensaver on the Chromecast, but uh, SpaceX is doing something else. That actually is going to have a little bit of results than just uh, sending out and see if we can do it. Uh, they are, they uh, are about to launch as of this recording. I think they're doing it at the beginning. Yeah. Beginning of March, I think. Um, they're about to launch two of its space internet satellites, the first of nearly 12,000. So they're looking to do um, two synchronous orbits. Um, let's see, one was about 200 miles up and operate on a different radio frequency, another one 700 miles up. And, and so it will basically blanket uh, the planet in a new internet system of satellites. There goes my idea for bringing internet to church. 
<laughs> maybe we won't need to use the churches. No, because something on the ground is going to have to interface with this. That's one thing they did. They, they said hasn't been kind of um, determined and solved. And this is something that's going to take them several years. Because uh, let's see, what was it? The first two of 12,000? That's a lot. Uh, I think they said they were. a lot of satellites. They were looking to deploy them by. Oh, at least a couple of years. 2025. Expects to have more than 40 million subscribers to the service by 2025. So again, this is something that they're rolling out that's going to be um, a direct income for SpaceX versus everything now that is basically building rockets and hoping they don't blow up so they can do something later. Right? I think, I, I, I think I've accurately... My knowledge of their business model uh, from what I know. And they were just doing something with the power grid in Canada too. Uh, Tesla was, yeah. Tesla, Tesla was starting yeah. to roll roll out uh, another test of uh, power grid to uh, some areas of Canada. I believe Australia was the other place they did. Uh, they were rolling out some in Puerto Rico. It scares me how little I hear about Puerto Rico, knowing how bad it has been there. Um, mm-hmm. Like that, that worries me. That, that on the on the social side, like we're not talking about that more. We just forgot about this island. That's our freaking. A freaking sovereign state of you know the United States, and but but anyways, they were rolling out stuff there and trying to bring power back to a lot of them. I'd like to see an update on that at some point too. Um, but uh, no, yeah, they're everywhere. They're 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 sending cars into space. They're they're bringing electricity to everything. I've heard, and this this is something that's always interests me with the Teslas. They they keep talking about their Teslas because of course everybody on Twitter network seems to have a Tesla. Um, but anyways, um. The resale value is not very high. So, I mean, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if we're going to be able to get a used Tesla here pretty soon for a pretty cheap show, like more in our, uh, in our tax bracket, right? Well, do you, do you have to worry about the battery life? Because I know that was a big thing about the, the Prius, right? The battery kind of lasted about, was it like seven years and was yeah. a third of the price of the car to replace? So, I, I don't know. Well, and the other- That could be why, right? Are you getting something that you're going to have to pay an equivalent half price of the car to, to fix later on down the road. The other problem that you run into, especially in like our climate is cold weather drains battery yeah. life. Of course. Exponentially practically. Well, I think that's, that's, uh, that's, that's settled in as well. By the way, I'm over on uh, car, cargurus.com and you get your 2016 Tesla model S 75 for only $65,000. Getting closer. Amir, $65,000. It's a fair deal and uh, about $2,000 <laughs> below uh, usual. So there you go. Uh, there's another one, a uh, Model S P90D that's uh, 92 and that's a good deal at 8000 below. So it's coming. So, <laughs> all right. Chilla, it's been good talking tech with you this week, good sir. It has been a good, good one. And, of course, you'll be back here in Studio A next week. Yes, same bat time, same bat channel. Fantastic. We're, uh, you're uh, at Chilla on Twitter, ChillaTech.net. And John's Chill on the Facebooks. And, of course, you can check out everything. We're here every Tuesday. I don't have a watch on. Uh, we have every t- it's, it's charging because I let it die earlier. Uh, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, streaming on our partners, RiversEdgePGH.com and The405Media.com. Uh, thank you, Producer Missy. Yay, I got it. For being here. Yay. (laughs) Less distractions. 
Um, uh, thank you for being here, everybody on the chat room and everybody dropping in and uh, being part of the conversation. I hope you guys do too. Uh, can, um, um, uh, Steve is saying, and if you have a Tesla, you can get Rockstar parking at some uh, paces uh, for charging stations. Yes. Yes, I've been seeing those around uh, more and more. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So uh, thank you, everybody in the chat room. Thank you to our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.